is some Minus Trivia, the podcast where we talk about breakfast and are born when we shoot from our mother's vagina. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. I'm Hayden. All right, so we've got we've got a, a fair bit of stuff tonight. Um, Great show. We don't have any guests, but we do have some other fun stuff. Well, I'm back, so that's pretty good. <clears throat> eh, that's Says not really Jacob. part of the fun stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's that is what it is, I guess. Um, <laughs> 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 I was gonna see how long I can keep a straight face. Yeah, we're we're secretly glad Jay thought is back. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you are too. But if you aren't, we understand. What are y'all drinking? Jathan, go ahead. Uh, I'm drinking a Balefire Red from Echo Brewing Company. It's um, <clears throat> pretty low alcohol content. I think it's like 4.7, but really easy drinking. Good summer beverage, I'd say. I was feeling uh, a little spirited when I got home today. It was nice and warm out, so I actually drove my Jeep home with the top down. And Yeah, <clears throat> this is a good way to finish it off. I uh, I am of course drinking my old standby. I've got my Buckeye vodka. Once again, that's from the actually it's from the heart of Ohio's Miami Valley. I got this from my good buddy Yano. It's a giant bottle, and I love it. Tastes very good. What about you, Brent? Uh, just like la- just like you, I am drinking the same as I am from last time. The La Colombe. I, I still don't know how to pronounce that. La Colombe Distillery, different drum, Pennsylvania rum. The, the one with the coffee, brewed yeah. with coffee. I don't know. I'm not normally a rum drinker, but it's you, it's pretty good. How do, so. You're going to have to so, let, like bring some over or something so I can give that a try, because it sounds really delicious, actually. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to get in touch with the friend that yeah. got it for me and uh, see where she got it. Yeah, Peyton, do you just drink vodka? I, I actually do. Uh, in the professional term, we call it neat. Y- yes, okay. <laughs> well... When I think of vodka, I think of, like, white girls at the bar. Uh, no. I'm sorry. I'm not drinking Stoli. Uh, uh, no, this is... You need it. This is actually... You need to meet more good. Russians. I am not drinking the Stoli. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my coworker yeah. Vadim, so he's, he's in Russia, he was hitting the channel hard with joints and parts because the, you know, the internet in Russia is not so good, and... We also we actually tracked down to what it was when he when he puts his laptop in sleep, it keeps trying it keeps like joining, <laughs> and then parting and then joining and parting. So wow, so it's yeah, so it does that for every IRC network he's on, and it's 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 a mess. But anyways, yeah, you should you should talk to him about vodka and find something that white I, girls don't drink. I would love to, but J-Thon. I don't associate vodka with white girls drinking it. I generally associate it with big big. Huge Russian guys that drink, uh, you know, by the bottle every day, you know. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't talking. Yeah, I was talking to Jathan because he apparently has that oh, sure. preconception. Well, college town, you know, you go out. Well, that's what you see. You know, Jathan's a preconce- preconception all his own. You know. <laughs> True. All right, now you can start with the news. I am so sorry. I keep doing that. Here's pain with the news. So we have FreeBSD has released ten point three. That's fantastic. Good job. They now natively support 64-bit in its jails. There's a new command you can use, uh, dash L, which will ensure a clean environment in your target jail. Also, it's UFE does what normal Linux does now, which is great, because it does all the things that it normally do. It follows the boot, the slash boot config and slash boot dot config files. What about the system administration award? 
there's a new there's a new driver in it. ISP driver has been updated and improved. It now supports 16 gigabit per second fiber channels, uh, which is good. That's fantastic. Uh, Edward Snowden, he credited free software for his ability to help disclose the U.S. government's far-reaching surveillance projects. He cited Tor, Tales, and Debian. He lambasted Microsoft machines, stating he couldn't trust them, particularly not because of any backdoor he was aware of, but that he just couldn't be sure. So even in 2014, he or 2013, he thought that was the case. Tor users can supposedly be tracked based on their mouse movements. Tor users can apparently be tracked on their mouse movements. Now, I, I'm suspect about this, but I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys the news here, and, and, and you guys can, can, we can discuss it later. It's, it's interesting what they say. The way you move your mouse is apparently unique, according to a researcher in Barcelona. Apparently, dark forces, Sidious, can track you according to a 10-month-old issue regarding time measurement via JavaScript. There are apparently fingerprint websites that you can visit on Tor. I think those are close to the stuff porn, but I'm not sure. And when you visit them and then you go off of tour and visit a regular website, an attacker can get a general, air quotes, idea about the identity and might even be able to pinpoint a real IP address. Now, of course, as you all know, your IP address is sacred and should never be known. Of course, you could also just ask the NSA to, to, you know, to tell you. Uh, the caveat on this is that it's not 100% reliable or accurate. So why the fuck is this news? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's an yeah. interesting attack yeah, was mostly why yeah, I had absolutely. it on No, it's, I find Tor's it very interesting. I, I just wish that it was more accurate than the reporting it to be. Yeah. Well, Tor's right. broken. Right. I mean, it was broken by a couple of college kids with three grand. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, so. Uh, so this is a funny one. I love this one. The Great Firewall of China blocks its own creator, Feng Benzing. You might not be aware of this one, if you've been living under a rock, but the famed creator of the Great Firewall of China had to set up a VPN in front of a live audience to get past his own creation, according to the BBC. This is funny because he so ardently defends this creation of his. He was attempting to show a website or uh, an audience, a South Korean website, to demonstrate they also have systems in place. He was mocked on Weibo, W-E-I-B-O, a Twitter <coughs> slash Facebook-like social network in that area. Uh, mainly for not having his own backdoor. That's what she said. WhatsApp has encrypted all the things. The very, very popular. Uh, I believe it's over 1 billion WhatsApp users around the globe. Uh, online communications app has worked with Open Whisper System to support end-to-end -end encryption for every device and every message. Uh, Facebook bought WhatsApp uh, for 19 billion in 2014, and supposedly, supposedly, the Paris terrorists used Telegram, another encrypted service, and WhatsApp to coordinate their major strike. I think that got disproved. I'm sure it has been. Uh, I was just remarking that was in the article. Uh, the FBI has also declined to comment on WhatsApp specifically. They, obviously, they are against any kind of encryption whatsoever, you know, because it's bad. Well, well, it's, it's, they're against <coughs> encryption. Right, they can't right, right, correct, correct. Let's make that... <laughs> They say they want, uh, yeah, you know, their citizens to, to be strong and protected, but they also want sure. to be able to break. Sure. And, and you can be strong and, as long as we have a back door. Hey. Right. <laughs> Which they those seem to still right. grasp is, is not right. possible. Right. But yeah, absolutely. I think I think the guy's name is uh, Fang Benxing. Yeah, I have no idea like how to pronounce it. It's it's Chinese and it's transliterated, yeah. so who knows? I feel bad but, for um, butchering his name. If there's a Chinese listener out there who wants to correct me, by I all don't. means, let me know. He's... 
he's the he's the golden shield engineer. I don't feel bad about I, butchering yeah, his right. name. Yeah. I would rather read his name correctly. <laughs> That's what I feel bad about mm-hmm. is not knowing how to write the inaccuracy. Yeah. I would rather be accurate than yep. inaccurate. Who gives a shit if he's offended or not because he's helped created this terrible thing? Um, so we've we've got some special yes, topics tonight. We're going to be talking about um, hospital <laughs> compromises, and we're going to be talking about Cento Seven. Specifically, Jathan's going to be talking about <laughs> Cento Seven, which is going to be just exhilarating. <laughs> and then we've also got a Jathan inspired topic: how not to appear to be a dumbass. So we've got some tips for you there when you're conversing with uh, gurus and, and other people in the community that you may need help from. And, you know, you don't want to come across as someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. So that being said, let's actually jump right into that one. So the FreeBSD site has a list of email etiquette. 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 Thank you. Etiquette. Yeah, etiquette and protocol. Um, there's an old term for it called netiquette. And I don't see that used anywhere else. It's like a 90s thing. I haven't seen that in, I would say, at least five years. Yeah, it it just seems to have disappeared from usage, but um, it's an old term. But it it basically sums it up. You know, when you contact a mailing list, personally, I've got some really bad pet peeves that they speak against, which is really comforting (laughs) to me. But, you know, they talk about making sure you research before you post a mailing list, which is always a really great idea. We know how that happens, though. I looked for five yeah. seconds of Google and I didn't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, put some time into it. Read read the documentation that comes with the software, for Pete's sake. Then you Google, and if it's not shown up in a... Or... Uh, <laughs> I almost said Bing. Don't use <laughs> please, Bing. Please don't even bother. Bing. Or uh, DuckDuckGo. You know, or use DuckDuckGo if you use DuckDuckGo. But, you know, you want to make sure you do some background research first there's a good chance that your question's already answered by someone. Uh, unless you, know? you come across that XKCD thing where, uh, you know, someone like six years ago posted a, you know, <laughs> a question. And then in the next sentence yeah. is I figured it out and there's nothing. And it's like, why, why, what happened to you? User? So-and-so what tell me reveal what your secrets. You <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. I hate that when you're like, Oh, this is exactly what I'm getting. And then there's no reply either beyond like, um, fixed it. Uh, what's yeah yeah or like fixed it yeah whether it be on um server fault or uh forums for a a, a distro or something like that it's the most oh, infuriating yeah. thing so that like let's take some time now and say if you find a solution first of all you should reply back to your topic saying this mm-hmm. is fixed second of all and this is the important one you don't even need to do the first one because it's inclusive in the second one Reply back to the topic and give the solution. Yes, yes. Because there's going to be people searching for, excuse me, for this, and they're going to, they might have the same exact issue as you. So they're going to want to know what went wrong and how to fix it. That's absolutely correct. Um, yeah, that's, it's just infuriating when you see that. Oh my gosh. The, the problem that I have is, is not necessarily they didn't research. It's not that they didn't spend the time looking. It's that the question is so badly worded that even if they did the research and did the time, you still have no idea what they're asking you. Like, you know, I, I can't pull an example off the top of my head right now, but I have seen questions on forums that literally it's the the grammar is such that a five-year-old could, could parse a sentence better. And yet at the same time, this guy is asking a question and he expects a real answer and... 
It's like, mm. what is this dribble, and where did you spew it from? Now, wait a second, though. What? There are a lot of open source communities that have a lot of people from all over the world, and English may not be their first I... language. So, so no, 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 no. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and it is irritating, but at least in some cases, it is not always the person's fault, and it's important to take a step back and realize I, I... that. I gotta do that completely. Yeah. If English is not your first language, great. I have seen some ESL people who will blow you away with how well they can speak, and they're like, "I'm sorry for any mistakes." And it's like, dude, you forgot a comma. Big, big deal. And I've seen people who mm. English is their native language that you wonder where they went to school. Still, not that I'm blaming them because who the hell knows? Maybe they really did go to a shitty school. But in any case, all I'm saying, and and this isn't so much for you two, but for <laughs> people who may be listening. Don't be too quick to jump on someone and be a douche that corrects their grammar because you have no idea who they are, where they're from, what their background is, anything like that. That's I don't think that's, that's what Peyton's talking about. Peyton's talking no, about no, no. I know he's, he's no no talking. no he's he's talking about when something is just so poorly worded and the the grammar is just so off that you can't understand what they're asking. In which case, you should really seek out resources in your native language. A lot of distros and a lot of software projects or software hosts, I guess, at this point, have resources where you can use your native language. I'll see this all the time in, like, Ubuntu forums. There's some guy who English isn't the greatest, and he lives in, uh, I don't know, Spain. And there are there are not only Spanish, like, particular IRC channels for Ubuntu, there's forums for that, you know, like... The, the resources are there. I don't understand why you're using the English resources for something that when you your your language isn't that, that strong. So I'm saying, yeah, it's okay if you don't have other options, but there are usually other options, and you're probably going to get less uh, miscommunication if you follow those I'd other agree options. with that. I'd agree That's with true. that. true. The one thing, though, is if you're searching for a particular error message or issue that someone has had who is from another country, which I've mm. been in that situation, that can be really frustrating because you want to chime in. And, you know, the original post and someone who potentially found a solution for your problem didn't necessarily enunciate that in a language or a way that you can understand. You know what I'm saying? I usually can use Google Translate and figure it out from there. I, I know. And... I'm I'm not even saying I've had this specific issue, but I'm just saying to be o a little open-minded about it. Don't come down on someone because they're not from the same place sure. that you are. I think you're totally all saying, reading this differently. Yeah, I, I I get where he's coming from. He's trying to say, yeah, you know, it's yeah, a good message, sure. and I agree. But that's not what we're talking right. about at all. But know? it's relevant because you do mm. see instances uh, on the internet where people are well, assholes, where you, you know you see someone completely correcting someone for being you know, grammatically incorrect. And, you know, Peyton joked around about someone missing a comma or whatever, but when you see someone on the internet who's getting frustrated or pissed off or losing an argument, it's like that's something they think to jump to is, well, I'm just going to start correcting this guy's English even though I know he's not from well, America. But that's fucked up. Okay, sure, that's fucked up. The point here is, if you're going to do a post and you're going to ask a question, please do the best you can to spell correctly use proper grammar if it's not your native language then post it in your native language and then translate it somehow google translate does do a fairly decent job of uh, some languages mm -hmm. you know the point is not that people are going to make fun of them what we're trying to say is that yes 
It can sometimes be hard to put a post in your native language. Do the best you can and then, you know, put a caveat. I'm sorry, I apologize for my, my native language is not English, but this is the only place I can find this answer. You know, if there's someone who's going to be an asshole, come in and, and give them shit for, again, dropping a comma. I really, I mean, that think about that person. I don't think I've ever you know, seen that. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that person's got the problem, not yeah. the person asking the question. You know, minus... Yeah, and the rest of the community that sees that is going to call right. that Reddit, other person out. They're Reddit not gonna, is all yeah. over that kind of shit, you know? So, I... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, my, my, my I guess my point is, Jathan, that, that I think you're reading too much into it, which is fine. It's okay. You make a valid point, but my point is... But it's not relevant. ...different yeah. than what you're saying, and it's, it's such that... Does anyone even so far as, you know, that stupid meme, that, that question, like nobody understands that. Like, obviously English is that guy's first language and he just kind of puts out this inane statement that nobody knows what it is. And now it's a common meme. So that's what I mean. Like, you know, if you're going to ask a question, try to ask it correctly instead of just how do I Internet, you know? Yeah, OK, okay. I'm on board All with right. that. And, yeah. and you yeah. know, I wasn't trying to sure. undermine that message. Well, that's that's the the point we're trying to make here is is make sure I guess we can boil it down to make sure you're going to be understood by your target audience. How's yeah, that? Yeah, there we go. I like that. Does that does that satisfy you, Jathan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> go around, um, Jathan. And they talk about like, well, let's get back to the 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 mail list <laughs> etiquette. So we're actually back on track. <laughs> the, <laughs> Um, you know, they talk about um, not shouting, which is good. They talk about some, some kind of outdated stuff, like wrapping mail at 75 characters, which is, you know, maybe not so much relevant. I My email client does it anyways, because I want to respect that. But, you know, it, it's maybe not such a big deal these days. Um, they do talk about the... Uh, and I really wanted to touch on this specifically. They talk about top posting. Top posting. Oh, I knew that was the one that you were talking about when you said they touch your pet peeves. Yeah. Top posting is my number one pet peeve in like, in in any sort of email situation. It's all right for, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. So it's, it's all right for forwards because it's, it's, you want the original message integrity contained, but for uh, replies, for mailing lists, uh, threads and stuff. If you're including the original message in that case, put your message at the fucking bottom of the email. Put it at the bottom. You don't have a conversation in reverse. Why would you do it in an email? Why? It makes no sense. When you're reading, and the worst, the worst is when someone actually follows that that proper protocol, and then someone else top posts on top of that. Because now you got to jump back and forth. Just don't top post. It's the worst. You know, um, I send an email to you and you reply. I don't want to scroll down to see your reply. It's just there. Well, you also... And, and, and of course, in, today we have threaded messages where it actually separates them into, like, you know, collapsible things. First off, not even not everyone uses threaded messaging. Think no, of the mutt users. I get users. that. No, think uh, yeah, of the mutt users, right? I, I'm, I'm not saying secondly... that you're right or wrong. I'm just saying that this is not something that necessarily was created by a large group of people. This was... Someone decided to make a mail client or a web interface that put a reply at the top, and and then it all just went downhill from there. Oh right. Well, yeah. I I think I'd actually Outlook be curious to see who the cool. fuck first did it. I I don't know how you would even begin to research that, but 
yeah, that, I, I think it, Outlook started doing that by default. Um, I, I believe no, Thunderbird gives you the option. It would be fucking Microsoft, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Fucking Outlook. Um, I like Thunderbird as far as GUI mail clients go because it, it gives you the option to choose. I believe that. Um, I would rather they didn't even give you the option and just automatically put it at the bottom, but whatever. Um, oh, you know what I bet it was? It was probably like Yahoo Mail. Nope, I had just posted a in-channel. Oh. Uh, huh. There's actually I'll, some interesting... I'll look at it that later, and, and I'll put it in the show notes for y'all so you can I, see it, too. I use Evolution, um, and it lets you it lets you choose. Yeah, mm. and a lot of clients do. Um, yeah. Thunderbird definitely does. Yeah. Um, do you use Thunderbird, Brent? I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. I use it with Enigmail. Um, I was looking up for the... the not a fan of, of webmail clients, um, mostly because of the whole GBG yeah. thing. Um, and yes, I know there's ways to use it in the browser, but guess what? That's not fucking secure, so don't bother me. Um, the, the, the key thing here, though, is part of bottom posting, like part of why it's supposed to work, is you're also supposed to trim out unnecessary parts of the original email when you reply to it, too. I'm also super okay. I'm more okay with inline replies. In my opinion, that's even better. Um, you know, because then it, it actually has a, a valid feel. It does make uh, multiple replies a little bit hard to read. So maybe think about that. But, you know, so use it sparingly, I say, when it's just going to be, when you know it's just going to be like a three email thread. Um, I'd say inline replies are okay. But otherwise, bottom post. Because the. I. It's just how conversation works. It's how our brain works. I don't want to have to keep scrolling down to read what the original message was and then scroll back up to read what the reply was. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of, of in in message. Uh, what were you saying? In, in, no, not, no, not, not until there's in the... Uh, I'm, I've drawn a blank here. When, when you inline. I'm not a big fan of inline mm. because then I have to read the question, then I have to read an answer, and then I have to read the question. It's... I should I say that and then I'm like well no I mean I, it goes one of two ways it depends on how it's it's framed you know like if they just kind of put it in there yeah. with it then it's like wait a minute what the what the hell is this shit but if they actually like separate it out and make sure that the original question is separated versus the answer then I'm cool with it it's just it just depends on on how the person responding does it if they take the time to actually do it properly then I'm cool but if if they just mm-hmm. kind of throw it in there then I'm not so cool with it. Oh, like like with yeah, carrots, yeah, 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 or uh, not carrots, but whatever the what yeah. they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, please don't, don't do that. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, part of if you're gonna do inline, also just uh, make sure it doesn't look like part of the original message that you're copying. You know, basically, I I'd say you'd be safe with just bottom posting all the time. You know, and just kind of work it conversationally. We've, we've the problem got, is, so many people don't do it that it's, like, not practical to actually do that. No, 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 no. Fuck that. I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, I know you do it, but if I did that at work, I would probably have people well, bitch at me. Well, you bitch right back. You tell them, look, you're not emailing right. <laughs> <laughs> you're dumb. You don't know how to use email. Oh, they know how to use it. They're just not using it right. Email is kind of one of those things that's really hard to screw up. I mean... Like you, you either do it correctly or you don't do it correctly, and people laugh at you. You know, I mean. Yeah, but like that's that's my point, Jathan. Like they're gonna push, but push back. They're used to this bullshit Gmail nonsense, right? Push back. Be like, look, this makes a lot more sense. This is why I do this. Stop pestering me about it. In fact, you should probably start doing it. Yep. 
because it just makes sense. Yeah, but at, then at the same time, um, I look at our ticketing system and it top posts. Well, you're, I hate when ticket systems I, do that too. But I can't change that one. Well, that's a fault on the ticket software. That's, that's writer, what my but, ticketing system does as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I understand you want to see the newest reply first, but at the same time, like, here's how you do it in ticket systems. For those developers, you know, reading, either give it user preference or, or do both, you know, whatever, or make a link at the top of the ticket display that says go to bottom mm -hmm. and then make it in uh, uh, oldest to newest. So it'll jump right to the bottom, just set an anchor, you're done, yeah. right? That's That way, if you need to, and frequently you do, you probably should when you do tickets. I used to, like, super, I used to supervise the support department, so, like, I know all this. You should really be at least reviewing an entire ticket every time you open it, whether you reply to it for already or not, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, um... I, I can see where you're coming from on that, and... Uh, there are a lot of tickets that I'll open it and I'll have missed that, you know, they just replied and what they put in there is what I'm asking for because I don't have to right. go back over it. It's the, it's the top comment or what have you. And Right. Because you know, you're expecting sure. that information so you can just jump to bottom, which is why that link would be there. But if it's, if it's an involved ticket, you're going to want to read it top to bottom, not maybe necessarily like in detail every time, but at least review it every time, just in case you miss something the first yeah. time through. And that's that saves so... How did we get talking about support? Well, we started talking about top posting and I know how system. we got here, Jathan. It's mm. a rhetorical question. Oh, no, my god! I just gosh. thought that I'd inform you. I'm a little dense today. Did you notice? We noticed that every day. <laughs> no, it's not every day. It's it's just today. I need, I need more rum. I kind of have to pee. Are we allowed to take a break no, for that? there's no breaking. Okay, then you guys better talk like chipmunks fast as fuck. No, no. We're going to drag this out. You know out. what? I feel like I feel um, like talking about this for another 10 minutes at least. I'm okay with that. <laughs> they also talk about, um, let's see, there was something else I wanted to point out. Apparently bandwidth is not infinite either. So if you're if you're posting involves something like the content of config.log or an extensive stack trace, yeah. put it on a website somewhere. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah, or... We have gotten into the age where we think bandwidth is unlimited because we really had rarely hit our caps. But let me remind everyone that's in the U.S. Yeah, there are countries out there that are yeah. cutting their their internet. You know, there are places where they rely on a mesh network for their ISP. You know, so like I I do see the point of that, and that's I think that's a good point to make. If you know your entire target audience, you know everyone on the mailing list, for instance. Uh, Peyton and I are in the Philadelphia Linux users group. Mm -hmm. Plug, we we are all in Philadelphia, sure. aside from like a, a few stragglers who still subscribe. But you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> we're in Plug, and we're all located in Philadelphia, where bandwidth is great. You know, maybe not great. <laughs> maybe I maybe uh, exaggerating there a little bit, but it's there. You know, it's available. So we've got options, and and we can. I would recommend not putting a log in line. You know, in the actual message, attach it. Yeah, so we can do that. Because we know that the, the mail server is close, the other users are close, they're on good bandwidth lines, you know, there's no uncertainty there. Right. Um, yeah, so maybe with the, a more wider global adoption of quote-unquote broadband Well, uh, hold technology. on, we have to go by either the United States definition or the EU's definition. Because the United States definition, it's like 4 megs or 25 megs or whatever, but... 
if it's the EU's definition, I have no idea what it is. No, I, I don't, I don't know what the EU's definition Jonathan, is. Jonathan, look it up. Um, <laughs> no, 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 because then oh, he's going to type. Because then we're going to hear him typing. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Go ram it, Jathan. <sighs> Go ram it, Jathan. Sorry, I lost track of what was happening. <laughs> Cause I just I heard a command and I fucking went. Of course you, did. you guys trained me. Help sure as fuck did. Uh, we'll we'll obviously post a link to the FreeBSD mail etiquette guide. It's not really original content. It's been it's been floating around the internet yeah, for a while. And it, yeah, yeah, for a while it was just common sense. You know, everybody knew to do this, but um, I guess in the age of social media, people are maybe not so keen on knowing it. Um, but it's really good advice, and it really clarifies your email conversations. So I would recommend following it by all means. Um, and then we also uh, have something ESR wrote, you know, Eric S. Raymond. Um, by the way, I, I tweeted about this before. It's in our Tales from Myers. I think it's in our Tales from No, 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 it's not. Uh, it's in our regular tweets. I tweeted about this before. I met ESR <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at FOSCON. And I didn't recognize him at first. So it was at an install fest I was I was running for uh, for Linux, obviously. We had we had a whole bunch of distros to choose from. Most people went with like Ubuntu or whatever. Did. But yeah. But we had a lot of options. I think one guy went with Arch. Um, you know, I had local repositories and everything. It was great. Good time. So ESR was there, um, just hanging out, and I didn't recognize him. But <laughs> and I shit you not. No no no, I shit you not. The first thing I ever say to ESR was, oh, do you already use Linux? <laughs> oh my well, gosh. So fucking there, embarrassing. There was someone else there who had that same problem. And he's also, no. Was it you? the plug channel. And he's like, oh. do you, you know, do you use Linux? And, and then he was like, oh, wait, I know who that is. Never mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know. Was uh, it Anthony? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> okay. off. I'll tell you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look it up. I, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one with that. But yeah, he's he just kind of blends he into does. the crowd, though. He's not an easily recognizable fit. It's not like yeah. Stallman, where if Stallman showed up, um, I mean, I'd probably smell him before I saw him. <laughs> Sorry, Stallman, but look, we're, we're both kind of dirty hippies. I get it, you know. But yeah, like, I would recognize Stallman. He's hard to miss. He's He's got a very kind of, like, distinct feature set. But yeah, Eric is kind of... Just a regular old. He's an everyman dude. that believes in. Yeah, he's an everyman. Software. Exactly. Yeah, he's done some fantastic stuff. Now he is really involved in uh, like source code repository conversion. So he's like specializing in um, taking old, obsolete like CVS or whatever, uh, or proprietary ones, um, and converting them into like Git, for instance. Um, so it's really cool work he's doing. But yeah, we'll we'll link to his site. You can read up all about it there. Where was I going with this? Right. So he wrote an article called Asking Smart Questions. And it's a fantastic article. It is. I read it and it has made every question I've asked on support forums either never get answered because nobody <laughs> knows the answer or have an answer immediately. And that's what I want. I want to, to not waste my time. I don't want to have to go back and forth with, you know, like, oh, did you do this? Did you do that? All this other nonsense, right? 
we may have to mirror the site because it's it's apparently giving everyone else 503s. I had it cached on my browser, so I have it up now. But it's Google very... has it cached too. Google has it cached. I'm sure archive.org has a copy as well. I prefer archive.org. It's it's a great document. It really is. Nathan could learn a lot <laughs> from it, I think. Because he will ask shit without Googling it. Literally, just today he asked me something that took like five seconds to Google. And it's 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 infuriating when he does this because I know he knows better. He's not like, he's not some user off the street, you know, like some person who barely knows how to email. He's, he's an admin. He knows better. I think you just told me I didn't know how to email. I said you uh, aren't emailing the right way, which there's a difference. He also doesn't catch on subtlety, apparently. So there's that too. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it looks long and it's like, why am I reading this like, I don't know if you printed it out, it's probably like five or six pages. Why am I reading this super long document on how to ask a stupid question? That's the point. It helps you not ask a stupid question. It helps you ask a smart question. The importance is like, it, it'll get your answer immediately. I, I guarantee it. It's, I, it's such I, I good advice. I wouldn't I guarantee that. If you don't get your answer right away from that, then... It's because one doesn't right, exist. Yeah, yeah it's right. because nobody knows. That's that's yeah. what I meant by that. If, if there's an answer to it, you'll get it. Not immediately, but like... When I say immediately, I mean without the back and forth exchange. Not like actual time measurement, yeah. you know? But yeah, it's, it's a very useful document. We'll link that, of course, as well. Uh, along with some mirrors, maybe we'll mirror it as well uh, with ESR's permission. It's I would I would say it's required reading. It is reading number one for anyone aspir- aspiring to get into any sort of technical mm. role. Just first stop before you hit the reference books, before you hit the how tos, before you hit anything else like that, before you hit the source code. Read that document. So I think that's really all we have to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> right. I'm kind of I'm kind of chatted mm-hmm. out. Jathan, do you want to talk about hospital yes. compromises? Jathan, oh, contribute. Boy. You take the one thing that I I like opened and I read it and then it was kind of just uh, oh shit. Garbage now I think I just I think I just closed the tab now. How do I undo close tab? <laughs> what in Firefox? <laughs> control Shift T. No, it's uh, it's Chrome. <coughs> I think Control Shift T still works. Try you it. You should give that a shot. No, oh, it's Command Shift T. I bet. Oh god. Fucking Max. Yeah, that's it. Look at that. All right, now I have to find this one. Okay, so, well, the thing with this is it came from a Slashdot article, and there are multiple links within it, so I didn't read all of them. The one that I did read was from um, (laughs) ieee.org, and uh, the title is Five Major Hospital Hacks, Horror Stories from the Cybersecurity Frontlines. So, there's five very specific cases of when hospitals got attacked. I didn't know which one we were actually going to focus on, though. Focus on all of them. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I meant which link within the... the I think you'll be fine. Thing. Just pick one and go from there. Right. So what this uh, this five major hospital <laughs> hacks really talks about... Did something uh, funny happen? No, no. The rum's just starting <laughs> to kick in, and I'm stopped, I, I've stopped caring about... All right, I'm going to stand up and go get another drink so you guys just hang out. No, 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 no. You need to finish this. (laughs) Fucking go into it. So the first story that's on here, it's sort of broken up into stories. The first one just says records, and then it points to China. And so the point that it makes is a lot of medical devices that are in hospitals, they're running really old operating systems. Sometimes they're proprietary. 
But, um, you know, a hospital gets this, these medical devices that may or may not be connected to some kind of network. In a lot of cases, they are. Spoiler alert. You know, the hospital doesn't necessarily update them. And in some cases, I'm guessing, I don't know, I don't work in a hospital, but there probably are no updates. It's released. The company moves on. They make a new version. It's a new device altogether. If you have an old, you know, physical version of whatever device this is, that's just what you're stuck with. You know, a lot of hospitals won't connect them to the internet, according to this, but some do, including computers that may potentially store medical records. So that's great. This goes into details about when this computer, which was storing records, needed a firmware update. So it just says the manufacturer, which they do not identify, sent a technician, uh, sorry, a technician to do this job. Well, they connected the device to the internet to download the update. So it's not like they had it on a flash drive or something. They actually plugged it in. They're like, fuck it, I'll just get it off the internet. That's a good place. Well, the machine walked away, went to lunch, and when he came back, this machine had so much malware on it that they couldn't use it anymore at all. And someone had stolen or downloaded over 2,000 patient x-rays somewhere in China. I, You know what? I don't hold the technician responsible. Because these are usually guys that are like kind of lower wage, don't really know better. There's a reason they're not engineers, right? They're not the, they're not writing the firmware. They're oh, just, I'm sure it was entirely yeah. poor training by whatever company. And that too, yeah. yeah. But you know who I hold responsible the most? Yeah. The hospital. The, specifically, the yes. net admins. Why was it even possible to connect that machine to the internet? All yeah, drops in that room. In. Yeah, yeah. Drops in that room should not have a route to the internet. Period. Done deal. So whoever facilitated that or even made that possible, that's who I hold responsible the most I agree in this with case. That. The technician is is partially responsible as well, though. They should know better. Um, he, should secondly, had, he should have had it on a flash drive. I mean, if you're going to be out yeah, doing that, yeah. you can't always rely on hospital internet. It's not always the best, number one. Number two, you know, you should have that shit with mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah, yeah, just, like, what if their internet's down? You know, like, that that too, right. you know? So there's a lot of reason to, to carry the software with you. Um, Jathan, weren't you talking about some imaging? So- I think this is actually in a past episode. You Somewhat. were talking about imaging software that used Windows XP? Oh, I mentioned it, yeah, because we were talking about machines automatically. It was two episodes ago. Uh, we were talking about machines that automatically updated to Windows 10. Windows 10, yep. Yep, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah, prime example. Um, only in this case, in... in you know, for imaging, instead of being like a, I'm guessing it's like what an electron electron microscope or something, some kind of microscope. Um, there's various things all over the building I work with. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So instead of that, just imagine that as like an X-ray controller PC and exactly same. Yes, yeah, same situation. Same situation exactly. But the thing that bothers me about hospitals and why I would never administer one is because you have that that decades well not decades, but decade-old mm-hmm. technology running this equipment that you literally cannot plug to the internet because, like you said, I mean, it's going to... You're going to come back and it's going to be compromised. I mean, spend the money to, to be able to upgrade it, you know, make it future-proof of some kind. I mean, that's just that's just the, the, the system trying to, you know, milk more money. Well, we can't make this this MRI machine future proof and then they won't be able to buy more of them. Well, hold the fuck on, mm. you know, well, who's actually buying more of them. Right, first exactly. off. You know, did you know XP was released in 2001? Yeah. So it insane. actually is yeah. decades old. It is. Yeah. It is 25 years old. 25. 
25 yeah. years old? Uh, no. Uh, wait. What I did my math wrong. 15 years old? <laughs> Thank you. Damn it, the wrong. It's a decade and a half old. <sighs> you know what it's... That's still you really You know what old. it is. It's Jathan's apple, which is confusing you. No, you know what it is? It's my rum that's confusing. Why is the rum <laughs> but... gone? <laughs> oh, it's not gone yet, but it's... I'd say after three or four more episodes, it's going to be dry as a bone. Yeah. I... Yeah, so I, I think we... I said everything yeah. I wanted to point out about that point. You want to continue, yeah. Jathan? Yeah. Uh, so number two is uh, DDoS by Anonymous. So uh, this is a little bit of a political story, but in 2014, I remember reading about this, uh, Boston Boston Children's Hospital. So basically there's a teenage girl who'd been taken into state custody because um, state legislatures uh, and doctors sort of disagreed. Doctors were saying that her ailment was largely psychological. Her parents wanted unnecessary treatments. And Anonymous, someone in the hacktivist group, as it's called here, Anonymous, um, viewed this as an infringement on the girl's rights. So they decided they were going to deny service. I don't really know what the present tense of distributed denial of service. DDoS. Um, yeah. DDoS. They were going to DDoS the hospital. Well, Anonymous did a good job of that, but they actually didn't know the IP range of the hospital. So they ended So they ended up DDoSing not only Boston Children's Hospital, but also all of Harvard and almost every hospital in Boston. <laughs> oh my God. So... So all of a sudden, all at once in this city, this huge city, all of the institutions could not access the internet. So they had to outsource Harvard, um, had to outsource their entire uplink, basically, to a company that could handle this attack. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, now, that's insane, now, could right? could you imagine if that DDoS was concentrated? Just to... on the children's hospital? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have made any difference, really. <laughs> right. I mean, they'd still be down, but, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That, like, just the sheer bandwidth. That would kill the entire route. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I like, from the from the backbone on, that would just be dead, I would imagine. It kind of seems like it did kill the entire route. Well, I Yeah, mean, I don't know if there's really much more to say about that. Um, nothing the hospital really could have done, I guess. It's just very political. Yeah, well, we've we've talked about Anonymous before. Real early. It was season zero, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we've talked about it before. I there's just a bunch of fucktards, honestly. Like I, I say they, but like let me put it this way: your talents could be used better elsewhere. And a lot of the things anonymous does are done without full knowledge of the situation. So maybe keep that in mind if you're listening and happen to be consider consider yourself a part of anonymous. Your talents are going to be way better used elsewhere. I, I, I think um, I, I think what I think what the way I feel about it is that. They had they had a great idea, you know. We we don't agree with this, mm. and, and by great, obviously, I mean you know that's really not a, not the best thing you could do. But it's I understand the concept. You want to help protect this girl from what you think yeah. is, is wrong. The compassion great. is admirable. Yeah, fantastic. By all means, yeah. more compassion. It's fantastic. The problem is you shut down a a, a children's hospital and. Which is which fucked is up. Really fucked up because there could have been something really important needed that day, that minute. Right That's there. like not allowing someone at a hospital to Google the word breast. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, That's a throwback to the last episode. Worse but than that. No, it's it's worse than that. No, like seriously speaking, saying. it is much worse than that. No, it is because you know hospitals. And that's, are well, about saving people's lives in a lot of cases. And in in you know, every if you case. do something that could potentially yes, mm-hmm. it will. Okay. I mean, that's that's sort of what hospitals exist I mean, that's, for, I guess. Yeah, but, and, and, and so, hospital that, that, but no, that's you know, die. 
Yeah, that's, sure. that's the issue I have with Anonymous. My biggest issue is that they don't consider the consequences of their collective actions, and nobody really speaks against the, those, speaks towards those consequences, right? We've come to a point now where the internet is pretty essential to a hospital, whether you realize it or not. And it is. it's very likely, yeah, it's very likely whether you realize it or not that lives depend on a hospital having internet yeah. access which sounds stupid i i understand it sounds stupid but it's at the it's yeah where i mean at. sometimes a, a doctor in another country is asked to consult and they're on a webcam and they're watching surgery or what mm -hmm. have you and all of a sudden they're ddos and they can't connect it's like hold hold on i, I don't have this expert yeah. that's watching now who can't be here he's you know, 10,000 miles away, but he's the premier expert. And now all of a sudden he can't access this. And, uh, and a six year old child is going to, is going to die because, yeah. because of yeah. lives are literally you know. on the line, the same lives you want to protect. I, I, so I feel however, though, that we're getting a little too into the think of the children thing. Yeah, we are. But I know, but the I, point like, is I'm super, well, I have, I have uh, a kid of my own, another one on the way. And I have two mm. stepdaughters who are just fantastic. And I, I believe me. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. Think of the children. But yeah. At the same time, it's like hold hold on. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're in danger potentially. This is fucked up. You guys probably could have done something differently. You know, organize a food drive, mm -hmm. wash some cars. You know, go go hack J.P. Morgan and and transfer money into Chop. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. But not DDoS at yeah, a kids' hospital. You know, come on, guys. Come yeah. On. You, you guys have talents. You guys have a message that can sometimes be agreed with and even more than talents they have resources right. they have right. a lot of resources yeah so here's the thing though is i wouldn't say they have talent in this case like <laughs> yeah it's not DDoS like this took aren't, yeah this yeah, took yeah, coordination yeah, yeah. but it certainly wasn't well, difficult sure uh, right and that's that's the majority of anonymous attacks and exactly and that's the thing that pisses me off is people people put them on some I, kind of pedestal like they are yeah yeah they're yeah, so yeah. smart but i yeah I, there's I, just I a lot of so, well, somebody has to organize that too. Oh right. no! Right. So there's, there's at least there's not any one person people, organizing but... anonymous quotes. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 quotes. Well, like, yeah, somebody does the reverse engineering or, or whatever is needed, right? At least one person. Usually, it's, it's sure. multiple. So there are some talented individuals, but like even more than that, you guys have some really powerful resources. Like, maybe make a positive action instead of a negative one is what we're suggesting because that's yes, going to be. Yes. So effective. Be the so change effective. you want to see in the world. Thank you, Get the fuck Gandhi. out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> fuck. I have that on my email, and now I have to change it because you said that. Dick fire. <laughs> yep. All right, just go on to the next one, Jathan. Yeah, next one, uh, the headline or subheading for this article, faking out the doctors. So basically, um, Mass General Hospital's payroll portal was um, very closely duplicated and the URL changed slightly, and, you know, this would fall into a phishing attack because an email was sent out asking employees to log in with this fake link. Of course, <laughs> most of the doctors were like, oh, I have to do this so I get paid on time, logged in, their credentials leaked, whoever organized this attack then used their passwords to log into the real portal, changed their direct deposit, like, the day before payday, got all this money changed into moving to a you know an account they had and then bought a bunch of amazon gift cards this is exactly why i say train your employees against something phishing. something good did come of it though mass general hospital now 
does not allow remote <laughs> access to their payroll with only a password. Right. So they have to have implemented That's some kind good. of two-factor auth, I guess. So they're one of the they're one of the the. I hate to say it, but they're one of the rare instances where they did learn from their mistake. But you need to do that from the get-go, right? But this is why I say train your employees against phishing attacks. Train them to recognize it and, and forward questionable stuff directly to you before it can get worse, yeah. right? Yep, absolutely. And here's a question for you all to, to just think about. Maybe just ponder, if you will. How many of those doctors do you think use the same credentials or at the very least the same password? to their patient of course they're god yeah or you so, know their other email or, or their other email or whatever yeah it's very far-reaching and a lot of people reuse passwords a lot of people do so imagine yeah imagine the waves imagine how much worse this could have been and and we've seen this where cases like this especially in targeted attacks targeted attacks are the worst with this where it's just every service the person is attached to yeah be very careful with this and, and make sure your users are just super aware of phishing. Train them how to recognize it and, and triple check the URLs. Well, I think the best thing to do is I've seen this like uh, Blizzard does this. It says it says if you get a if you get a message from us, please visit you know uh, battle.net and and look in your account. If there's something there, then you know it's legit. But you know don't click this link. Mm-hmm. Don't ever click any links. And I, I know it's it's a game, but it's it's still something that's, that was at one time was very popular to try to compromise, and it's very similar to mm-hmm. a doctor's account. A doctor's can pay a lot of money, you know. Absolutely, I mean, if you get an email from something that you're not sure of, go visit the site yourself. Outside of that, check it out. If you've got a real message there, mm-hmm. then hey, yeah. by all means. And that falls back to like you said, education bullshit. Everyone needs to know. You need to fucking. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on this shit. You need to know this. This is yep. important. Very important. And yeah, it may seem like a waste of time, but I, I promise you it's not. Because what happens when it's your account that caused the compromise? Right. And and if they have a hard time grasping the concept, say, look, do you want to keep your money? This is the most important <laughs> Do you want to keep your job? Thing. Do you want to keep your reputation? Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, if you, yeah, if you exactly. make sure you stress the things that are most important to them, their money, their reputation, their job, they'll they'll pay attention somewhat. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. All right, go on to the next one, Jason. This one might be my favorite. Oh, no, this isn't my favorite. The next one's my favorite because we already talked about it. Um, number four is called The Lure of Angry Birds. So a nurse at Beth Israel Deaconess, which I don't know where that is, um, was basically, you know, bored at work one night, decided she needed to download some Angry Birds and have a, a little slingshot fun. So she <laughs> downloaded Angry Birds on her Android device, but she downloaded it from a Bulgarian website that also delivered malware alongside what? the game. What? Later, <laughs> later in her shift or, you know, whenever, she logged into her work email account from her phone and this... Malware included a screen scraper program, which is like the, you know, touchscreen equivalent of a keylogger, mm-hmm. recorded her login credentials. So, her account was then used to spend 1 million spam messages from harvard.edu, so Verizon blocked Harvard as a spammer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this is my favorite. Oh my gosh, so good. Just let's just relish in that for a couple seconds. This is this is fantastic. I should get Angry Birds on my phone. How do I get <laughs> Angry Bird? Let's see, my Google Angry. Certainly don't Birds. use the Play Store. Oh wait, I I can do it. Well, no, no. They, I, if I recall correctly, Angry Birds was removed from the Play Store and the App Store. Uh, like right now? No, no, no. It's it's been removed. I thought. Uh, 
right? I don't think so. I, Why? I don't know. I don't I think it had been at some point for, for some Birds reason. Found it on the Play Store. No, it's on there. It's, it's right here. Yeah. Okay. Boop, yeah, use the Play Store then. Except oh installing. There was a point in time, though, <laughs> when I think it was removed. Angry Birds for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Sorry, what were we saying, Jathan? There was actually a time I think I remember it getting removed for some reason. Yeah. I think, or was it Flappy Bird? No, Flappy, Flappy Bird. Bird you're right. And you know why? It's because the developer wrote this stupid ass fucking game and was making so much money on it, and he was like, "Ah, uh, this is consuming people. I'm taking right. this all." Yeah. I mean, that's 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 which is, kind which of is cool. his prerogative. I mean, really, it's you yeah. know, I kind of yeah. admire that. Like when when you see people getting addicted to, to your own creation. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. probably mildly terrifying. So I understand it. But... Vivaldi doesn't didn't have a problem with it. Vivaldi, the the composer. Not Vivaldi. Yeah. Fucking uh, uh, who's the distributor for for WoW? I forget now. Tell me. Yeah, whatever. I'll, we'll put yeah, it in the show sure. notes. It'll, I'll put it in the. You know, you know whatever. who it is, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Number five says, "Pay up or else." And so we actually talked about this sometimes. Yeah. yeah, earlier in the season, but there was a hospital in L.A. That basically their whole network was out for a week because hackers demanded more than three million dollars American in bitcoins. What? Um, yeah, and we talked about this. You were yeah. with us for this. I think that was the the sheriff station that we mentioned specifically, but we've mentioned ransomware. Uh, we've talked about times. this specific story. We did. Yes. We did. yes. Oh. It was it was an LA right, Times article. Right, I remember. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and then the the sheriff station came up as like a sub point of that. Right. Yeah. Sorry. But in going. any case, um, they ended up only paying seventeen thousand dollars. They got all their files back. Although we did talk about at the time that if they had proper backups, they wouldn't need this. <laughs> this next, yeah. But but here's a caveat. So the Hollywood Hospital had all its data backed up, but the two databases were connected to each other. And to the internet. An offline backup would have saved them, which I think that's probably along the lines of what we said at the time. So they had backups, but they were like, you know, fucking cloud backups, which were not accessible, apparently. Not accessible or infected? Either Uh, way. Well, it's a little hard to say from this. Yeah, the article doesn't go into it, but... Either way, like I, I'd say you need to have multiple points of backup. Not, like yes, it's okay, to, it's including okay to some that are off-site. I, for I, fuck's yeah, sake. I mean, yeah, I mean we 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 hash on this all the time, but but you need to make sure you're backing up offline. Yeah, like Jathan said, and 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 locally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just common sense, guys. You know. So the other thing, and this is not part of the story, but they didn't really separate it out, so I almost missed it. Um. It says here, hospitals have not made cybersecurity a priority in their budgets. Oh, in healthcare, we spend... What? I hate that word. Yeah, I know, me too. Yeah. Um, in, in healthcare, we spend about 2% on IT, and security might be 10% of that. Oh so so 10% of 2%, which is 0.02%. 0.02? No, no, it's 0.2. That'd be 10%. Wait, what? Uh, 2% on IT, which is 0.02. Oh, okay. You're talking about... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it says, compare that percentage to the security spending by financial firms. Fidelity spends 35% of its budget on IT. So so we're comparing here people's lives, Mm -hmm. 2%. Financial institution designed to make money, do crazy things, whatever the hell. Fuck, Mm -hmm. I don't know. 35%. And they still get hacked all... Uh, sorry, not hacked. Compromised. I need to get out of the habit. And they still it's get so compromised wrong. all the time. Okay. You know? Yeah. So really, yeah. 
we we needed to see i would like to see two things i would like to see hospitals and, and medical institutions and stuff spend more on their it budget and security budget well you you know the, um, the head doctor needs a new macbook every year you know yeah fuck that uh and then i would also like to see better methods taught and and you know we'll mention this when we talk about bad luck <laughs> but the <laughs> i feel like the solutions people implement aren't being implemented right so i have an interesting thing to, to just say right now yeah so you know we see um open source projects that go into schools for example and mm -hmm. and set up like a computer lab full of refurb computers that are running ubuntu whatever suppose we started out of the goodness of our hearts auditing hospitals for them and recommending advice free of charge they to would, save the children they would, they would. <laughs> no no, because... <laughs> They'd laugh at it. Yeah, we would never... We'd be laughed out of there. They. All I'm saying, I it's, I said it first. You heard it here first. Idea, if someone but... fucking does that, I'm going to yeah. sue. Not only that, it... I'm going to be pissed off. Not only that, I want in. I want to help save the children. No, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So you need an astounding amount of security clearances to be involved in medical IT. Plus, that's true. Plus you have to be okay. aware of HIPAA. I mean, that's that's problem number one. Yeah. Well, that's totally true. Well, that, yeah, okay, I, I was kind fine. of including that. And... Fine, fine, fine. How about if we just go do education on phishing attempts? <sighs> Again, I mean, the, the problem is... It, it's not... It's The resources are out there. They're just not being used. Right. Adding to those resources won't right. do jack shit. I agree with that. You know? So... Right. No, you know, whatever. I'm going to do it myself. Fuck you guys. <laughs> are you doing this well, before or after your YouTube fountain pen thing? I'm going to do them at the same time. Okay. I'm going to make fountain pen videos okay. while I'm in okay, the hospital. Okay, great. Just let me know when you pull up in your Maserati so I can keep an eye on that, okay? I've been telling Jathan recently about how he's kind of like a dreamer and not very realistic, and this is a prime example of that. It's a great idea, and it's very idealistic, and it, it would be great if it did happen, but it's not going to happen. So you need to kind of, I want, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. You need to exploit the systems in place to make this happen. You would, you would need to, I would dare say, social engineer the administration at hospitals to make their security fucking better better uh, and when i say social engineer i don't mean to gain access i mean to make them stop being lazy i mean to like and i'm not condoning this but this is simply purely an example make a ddos threat i'm not suggesting you do this but this is purely an example right they need to be kept on their toes they need to look and evaluate the systems they have in place and they're not going to do that unless their actual job is but at the risk problem with that is number one obviously is legality but number two, if you if, even if you do set yeah. up uh, a pen test and you say, look, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and penetrate your network, we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and we can't tell you about it. Someone somewhere is gonna say that's not acceptable. You have to tell me when you're gonna do it, or you can only try to penetrate these servers, not these, or you can only do X, or you can only scope. You know, yeah, they're gonna try and change the scope so that they come out ahead no matter what. And it's like, no, look, if you want this to be a proper pen test. You can't know shit about what I'm doing, and and they're not going to go for that a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, that's probably pretty uh, true. Very true. Well, with good reason. Again, remember, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, these are hospitals. Sure. So, like, which is why, like, yeah, like the the one, which is why the one example I had offhand was was super illegal. But yeah, like threaten a DDoS right. or something anonymously. You know, that's that's the only example I can think of off the top of my head. Don't do it. Please, I'm not condoning it. I'm saying. Something like that that would maybe be more legal, uh, or just legal. Period. Something like I, that. I noticed that. I noticed that X. 
X app is is on your network, and I'm aware of a particular vulnerability that will allow me to do Z, Z to that. Uh, do you want to know more about it? If not, sorry, you don't have a nice day or whatever. Do well. That's that also gets pretty gray, sure. right? So the because how did you get that my, information? Actually, you know, yeah, my housemate just just last night I think uh, was asking me like um oh, I for, I forget what it was. He he was basically asking like why it was illegal or how it was illegal to to compromise systems or something like that. And I I told him like you know like the the computer was it computer fraud and abuse act. Mm-hmm. That, I think CFAA. that makes you a terrorist if you're convicted of it uh, and a felon. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. yeah, it's a big deal and and yeah. it's very wide reaching. It's super very. wide reaching, guys. Like, don't ever do. Don't a, fuck around with compromising people's shit. Uh, don't even don't even scan. Don't yeah yeah don't even scan unsolicited port scans and stuff like that. That gets super hairy. Super yeah, quick. it it does. Yeah, so just don't because because any um, judge anywhere could be like, oh, you were you scanned. What does that mean? And then some prosecutor somewhere is going to make it worse than it sounds, and he's not going to mm-hmm. understand because a lot of judges aren't. Well, courts, they, I mean, granted, they don't have an option, sure. but they judge by action rather than sure, intent. Sure, right? exactly. There's no they. You they, can't judge by intent. Well, yeah. because you have to judge by action. Yeah, because you could always say after the fact that your intent was completely different than what it actually was, but, whatever the case may be. But who's to there's say? no way to prove yeah. your intent. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But the fact is, you still port scanned this network. You still did something that looks super fucking shady. Correct. Correct. You know? So they're gonna um, so they're don't gonna do convict it. you under that act, and you're gonna be a felon, and you're gonna be uh, convicted as a terrorist, and you're not gonna have rights that you should normally have. And it's not like in the movies I mean, where you're restricted to like you know like uh, swordfish where you're at a a, a landfill or a, yeah. a junkyard or whatever. You're going to be restricted severely and monitored on a regular yep. basis. It might not be the best example, but um, the social engineering game. Kevin yeah. Mitnick, look at yeah. him. For years, for for years, he couldn't even touch something with a chip in it, right? He couldn't touch telephones. He couldn't, you know, look at Aaron Schwartz. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, you know? Like, he was convicted of this thing. The target didn't even press charges. And still, he got hammered, hammered. to the point where he, where he just couldn't take it and he committed suicide. Like, imagine the amount of stress that requires. That's, that's a lot of stress, yeah. man. So... So really think about this. Like, like, yeah, like it'd be great if, you, if we had some way to shake up the, going back to the original point, it'd be great if we had some way to shake up the sysadmins of hospitals legally. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, you know, like they need, they need some sort of resurgence or, or like a renaissance or something like just something <laughs> to, to just bring them in to be like, hey, like realize you have lives at stake here. You need to know what you're doing. Yeah, and just make that real. Uh, of course, you could also you could also blame HR for having postings about needing uh, um, entry level position requiring less than a year experience, but then also listing two years experience required. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. HR is. Yeah. I wouldn't hold them to blame necessarily, but well, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't help. <laughs> with. Yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. I'll, yeah, that's a great the way. The only it. It person who should be at a at a at an IT interview and hiring the IT person is the IT director and someone in the IT division themselves. And and it should not be questions about what kind of tree they think it would be. It's how do you do X? How do you do Y? What mm-hmm. is the reason for Z? Why is A such that B is etc. You know? It's mm-hmm. it's not a question of, you know, what kind of person you are, it's how good you are at the job, how quickly you can learn. Can you learn? And 
then you can get into, well, do you fit with our culture? And in a hospital, I'm not really yeah. aware of a lot of culture. We're, we're getting way off yeah. track here, but we're at the end of this, this like, discussion topic. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really quick, Jathan was like, are you sure we're going to have enough topic? Are you sure we're going to have enough content for this episode? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is something, like, obviously we're really this, passionate about. This is heavier about. than BYOD, man. Oh, we yeah. You get a hospital yeah, like, like, or something. BYOD, like, that's one thing. That's, like, <laughs> yeah, keeping the network secure. These are, like, lives are at stake. So we need to really stress this. As surly as we seem and as antisocial as we seem, at the end of the day, we really do care about people. Yeah. And we really do care about you, yeah. you know? So that's why we're super, like, this is a big deal. Take care you know? of your shit um, or, you know, something's going to get fucked. Yeah, we're probably, I'm going to I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but it's so true. Look for the guys you immediately would not want to take to lunch. And then narrow down the interview pool. I would that. agree with that. Because it's, you might, you, you kind of even want to go averse to culture for your IT department. Because... These are the guys who have seen so much shit and have fixed so much shit and have like it's it's we're battle scarred, right? They we're they've battle dealt with the single floppy drive to. that has the account entire accounting history of a of a business. <laughs> right. They've been there. They've learned from their mistakes. And the reason they're surly is because they see other people make mistakes. That's a that's a big common misconception about us. We don't hate people necessarily. No. We hate people making the same mistakes we see. Uh, over and over and ones we've made sure you know these are these are the people know their shit and they have a sense of duty they wouldn't be applying unless they had that sense of duty they wouldn't be so surly if they didn't stay in the industry the industry changes you it turns you into like this some oh, kind of man oh yeah man. yeah yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You work in the quote-unquote trenches, you know, for so long. Like, it, it does change you. Maybe not in the way a, a legitimate soldier would. I've never seen someone die. Well, I've seen someone die before, like, cancer. Not, like, because they were shot, you know. But, like, it, it, it does change you, though. It changes Every you. experience you have that affects your life in some way changes your opinion on that subject. You so, know, look for the guy who's fed up with the shit. Because he's the one that's going to fix this shit. Honestly, the guy who's a little bit burned out because he's dealt with fucking dumbasses 800 million times is probably mm. going to be a little bit better choice than the kid straight from college who's idealistic and a go-getter and you think he's a great choice. No, no, no. That guy's the junior. You hire the other guy as the senior. Mm -hmm. You make it work. You know? Yeah. No offense meant to Jaython because like, he's he's still kind of he in that PFY. stage. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's a PFY. So yeah, Jathan, you can you can even see it in how he talks. Sorry to like talking about you in third person, Jathan. You're still here. Are you, is he? Where are you? Are you? Okay, no, there. you guys got so <laughs> fucking right. far off. I just <laughs> I just found right. out. But yeah, like like Peyton and I, we're we're in our thirties and we we're we're talking from a long time in here. Jathan's a great PFY. Like he he he's quick to he's a dreamer, right? And you, you do need some of that to shake you up and keep you on your toes and like maybe and reevaluate what you have in place. But at the end of the day, it's it's the old guys that kind of leave a sour feeling in your mouth after talking to them because they see shit and they want it fixed. That's why yeah. we're surly. Yeah. They, you know, they've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, did the do. They've experienced the bombings, whatever, whatever you want to, mm -hmm. whatever phrase you want to use to, to really put it in terms that you can get behind. They've yeah. done it. They know how to fix whatever it is, whether it's crypto locker or fucking I love mm -hmm. you virus or, you know, whatever. That's a throwback. Well, yeah. you know, I had to go something new and stuff. Oh, 
But the point is, they've been there, they've done that, they've seen it, they can fix it. Get past yourself, hire the right guy. They're the ones that are going to save your company. And they can save your company potentially millions. Or in the case... Yeah, not just just money. They will save your company from... Or in the case of this one company, you know... Hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Seventeen thousand. I was, I was talking about um, my uh, accounting thing, but you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was talking about sure, the hospital sure, sure, with sure. The, the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's you. You need a little bit of the new, but in leadership, you really need the old. And yeah, we're not really gonna jive with the culture, probably. But that's kind of okay because we're okay with it too. <laughs> in like, reality, if you see your IT person, there's probably something wrong. You know, <laughs> it means he's not fixing right. shit. He's not implementing right. updates. He's not, right. yeah. I mean, if he's out of his hole for five minutes, he's either getting coffee or leaving or coming for the day. You really shouldn't see that person. You really shouldn't have to interact with them except for the occasional mm-hmm. trouble ticket, what have you. But, you know, if you're interacting with your IT person, you better have a good reason for it because nine times out of ten, they're doing something and they don't want to be talking about it. And this is for all you non-IT yeah. people, the C-levels mm-hmm. that are listening that, you know, we've talked about before who listen to our show. But, you know, this is for these people, not for our IT people. And we're, I know we're ranting on and on and on about this, we but are. like, I've got, I've got a lot of, a lot to say about this. Like, it may seem like we hate C-levels. We, do. we don't hate you guys. You guys have a really important job. Honestly, I couldn't do a C-level job. I tried middle management and I hated it. I couldn't, like, I would hate to do that. So like, mad props to you. You do stuff we are not i'm not very business minded i'm like implementation minded right uh, yeah. so a, a company would never grow with with me behind the wheel but at the same time like i think it's very key that you understand why we are what we are and what the good ones look like and the good ones don't look too pretty <laughs> you know yeah you know i work with a guy who is is not you would look at him and be like man he he really knows his stuff but in reality, I can rely on him. I can go to him and say, hey, man, you know, mm-hmm. I need to bounce something off of you real fast. And he could give me a response. And nine, eight to nine times out of ten, his response is spot on, you know. And, yeah, yeah he's an older guy. He's been at the job a while. He knows what he's talking about. I can rely on him. You know, would mm-hmm. I hire him? Absolutely not. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, what we're talking about here is is that's – I'm not saying you take the first geek that you run across, but if you've got one guy who you think might be good and you got another guy who you think definitely not, I would stop and say, wait a minute, definitely not guy. I need to talk to you again about this, you know, and go Mm -hmm. from there. That's 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 yeah. my thought process on that. And I I hate to reinforce sure. the stereotype, sure. but like I, I mean it's a stereotype for a reason, quite honestly. Right. But if you're afraid to talk to us, we're probably pretty talented. Yeah, I mean you know? I mean look at ASR or Stallman. You know I mean. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very hard people to talk to. But once you start talking maybe, to them, maybe not ESR. ESR is actually yeah, pretty, he he was pretty, very engaging. He was yeah, cool. He was a cool guy. He wasn't yeah. He wasn't very. I wouldn't call him warm, but he was very. If it was something technical, he could he could keep you very entertained sure. for sure. Yeah. So the hint is when you're interviewing us, talk about like technical. The more deep, the better. And then see how we open up because that's going to be our passion. You know, we're not people. Pe- we're not people. Don't people. ask us about trees or what books we would take to a desert island. Ask us about the latest. Computer, One time, you know. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know hardware, but yeah, like like ask us what our ideal policy looks like. Sure. Or, or like stuff sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. 
something actually related to the to the job. Well, and that's why know? I said that an HR person really shouldn't be involved in the hiring process. You know, it should mm. be the director and an IT person of some kind, and they will ask you, you know, hey, I noticed that you have RAID on here. Uh, what's your what's what's RAID five? You know, or what's RAID ten? Meanwhile, the HR person is yeah. like, I see you have RAID on here. And they're going to go, uh-huh. And the HR person is like, great, awesome. And it's like, wait a minute. You know, yeah. do they really know what a RAID 10 is? Do they really know what a RAID 5 Probably is? Not. Do they know how to implement a RAID setup? You know, do they know how to install CentOS mm. on a two-disc RAID? Jathan. <coughs> <laughs> we'll get to you in just a second, Jathan. This is this kind of a dick move. Yeah, this is a long episode. Aaron, like, yeah, I'm sorry, Aaron, but, like, it's okay if this yeah. runs hot. You know, it's okay if it runs yeah. a little long. We've got a lot of important yeah, stuff we're saying, absolutely. I think. So we've given C-Levels really good advice, I think, from our perspective. Um, go ahead and talk about your, your CentOS 7 experience. Okay, uh, this, uh, I want this to be informal and quick, but as Peyton just alluded to, um, thanks a lot, douche. I've had, I have spent, so right now I'm finishing out my degree. I'll graduate in three weeks now. I, I only work five hours a day, so I don't always get as much time to sit and devote time to something as I'd like at work, but, um. Because you don't work from home. And, um, we're standing up a new cluster for a very specific purpose, and I was asked to start building out that cluster. So what that means is, you know, stand up a head node, put a Pixie server on it, get the compute nodes built, get mm. the scheduler running. Are you at? Add it to. Sorry to interrupt. Are you at liberty to say what that purpose was, or? Very generally, I can say we're trying to stand up a cluster that's capable of accepting jobs that involve Docker. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Continue. Um, so, yeah, it's very small. It's just for test purposes. If it works out, then we'll cool. see what happens. In any case, Docker will not run on the current kernel that we're running on our other clusters because it is an old version of Red Hat. So, it is my job to prove that CentOS 7 will be a viable solution for us moving forward and that despite its shortcomings, which I wouldn't say it has any, but people that I work with may or may not agree, it's still a viable option. So here I, all of our machines that run in the clusters, they're set up as a software RAID 1 using MD admin. The point of that is if a disk fails and a user's job is running, I mean, we have jobs that will run for weeks at a time. So it's important that we maintain those jobs in the off chance that it is one of those, you know, three week jobs, right. having a disk fail and then the machine crash is not of an option that's not okay mm -hmm. and they're also bootable so if um the machine crashes for some reason when the disk goes bad we can boot it right back up get the cluster back to full strength keep pushing jobs through whatever i mean that is our livelihood that is why we predominantly exist as an it department i want to set up centos 7 with a raid one that's bootable sounds really easy right well i stick some three terabyte disks in so i have to use a, a gpt and sure as shit, I go through the installer and the installer keeps failing and failing and failing to install on a bootable RAID that is a boot partition. You know, I have a separate boot partition. I, which... thought, I thought you weren't going to talk about breakfed breakfast i mean breakage i'm getting drunk. yeah okay I'm... all right so moral of the story i spent three days messing with the installer and i actually learned a few things that i just wanted to share so number one it is completely possible to set up a mirrored bios boot partition which is like a one mebibyte partition at the beginning of your disk that's used for 
a, an old BIOS booting to GPT. Um, it's entirely possible for the installer to actually mirror that partition for you, but it's not apparent how to do that. And making it a RAID device is not the right way. So I'm going to link in the show notes a way to actually do that. And it's kind of hacky. Um, people have submitted bugs to Red Hat about it, and Red Hat, of course, just closes it and said, no, this isn't a bug. You can do it. You just have to go through this process and jump through all these hoops. You mean that's so I thought, not what they do normally? No, it totally is. So, number <laughs> I, one... I submitted a bug for, 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 for Libbert's version. I've been seeing the same kind of stuff. So. so, number one, it's really cool that you can still do it, which I was thinking that I would have to find a workaround because the installer was not capable. It is. Um, number two, the default RAID metadata version in CentOS 7 is 1.2, but that doesn't work for a, a boot partition because it stores the metadata all spread out over the drive, whereas 0.90 and maybe 1.0? Yeah, I, I, I it must, I, I guess. I haven't tested it in my lab yet, um, but it seems that's the case. Yes, stores it at the beginning of the drive, which makes it accessible before you actually load or before you actually initialize the RAID. End of the drive. It appears as a normal partition, a normal file system. Oh, right, right, sorry. So in any case, the installer is actually smart enough to recognize that. And if you make, you know, a boot partition and a root partition and you make them both a a RAID 1 device, it will actually make the metadata for the boot 1.0, seemingly, and... For the root partition, it will use 1.2, which is newer, better, whatever the fuck. The it's, case it's, may yeah, be. it's the current default. It's, it's right. Yeah. So uh, that's another thing I learned in the process that I think is valuable to know because you don't have to worry about that when you go through the process. Like, oh, I don't know if it's going to use 1.2 or 0.90, whatever. It will take care of it for you. So that's all I wanted to say about it. Hopefully, in posting this, one person may read it and say, oh, you know, if I ever do this, at least I know how to save my health. The hassle that Jathan had to All go right, through. Are you going to post it somewhere on a forum somewhere or something like that besides our show notes? <laughs> you know what you should do? Is oh, you like should, what we were talking about? You should about? put a question. Oh, no, saying, because... How do I do this? And then do nothing. <laughs> and then immediately post the answer? Yeah. That, too. <laughs> yeah, post it on server, yeah. Paul. Okay. okay. Anyway... <laughs> Sorry, that was just kind of something I want to throw out there. Yeah, no, I, I mean... And, you know, the thing is, is there's a lot of people who are very stuck on CentOS 6 for various reasons, mm-hmm. and I understand that, and I was under the impression for the first two days of this trial that the CentOS 7 installer was broken as fuck and has no idea what the fuck it's doing. He I was, still maintain that. He was raging. Partially. Ray, but it does have raging. some... Yes, I was extremely pissed if off. you could see... It does have some very good redeeming qualities, though, and things that I think make it pretty intuitive and uh, smart. I mean, JTAM Raging is kind of like a small child throwing a temper tantrum. You're just kind of, you're just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, about typical for him. Yeah, so. yeah, he, he rages about a lot of stuff, but I, I think this is the first time we've seen, like, actual hellfire rage from him. <laughs> and it turns out he was wrong all the time. <laughs> I wasn't Dude, wrong all the like, time. Like, I am not I wrong in the sense that it didn't fucking work. Showing that was a completely separate I, issue from what I t- really? I just talked about. I it, it, like ninety percent of your raging was over that issue that I showed you. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> so ten percent of it might be valid, but like. <laughs> Dude. Uh, we you, need to get the shit over with. Yeah. You so hard, and you know it. I was extremely fucking angry. That's extremely why. Fucking angry. You get angry a lot, though, so that that kind of like, like lessens the overall dramatic. Effect. I was angry from the day I was born. <laughs> from the we all from know the what day happened you that shot. day. <laughs> you mean you were born the day you shot out of your mom's vagina? 
<laughs> oh my gosh! I got it in there. It came full circle. I really oh, wish comedy gold. That. Yeah. I, so in pre-meeting, Jathan was was like, he was so angry he couldn't even phrase it correctly. He was like, I was born the day I shut out of my mother's vagina, which is which explains our intro Just about that. Dying, um, dying, dying. Laughter. It was the funniest thing we heard because he thought he said angry, but he said boring instead. And it's like, yeah, most people are born the day they shoot out of their mother's vagina. Sorry for being so vulgar, but like, it's true. That's how most people enter life. Generally, <laughs> generally speaking, generally speaking, so ridiculous. It was. <sighs> oh gosh, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life. I, I dude, was, we were all rolling, and we couldn't even get started in the show. It was, it was so bad. We, yeah, I, we, poor Aaron. We, we had to have. We started what, like five times? I, I think it was, yeah. and I just couldn't get the line out. Was, you yeah. can hear me giggle when I when I say it, you know. And this is the best we could do. Oh my gosh, it was you, good. You were trying. <laughs> I needed one of those tries. You were week. trying so hard to be straight, and then and then I heard this little. I just saw Jathan, and I just I just lost it as soon as he did that, and you were like, ah. But you know what? Like after this, we we've all had just terrible weeks. This, this um, definitely so needed. this was a good episode. And I think that's why it's so long because it's just so cathartic for yeah. us, you know. And we try and keep it personable, and and I'm I'm really happy we had this time together. Me too. Me too. Even though I was with yeah. Jathan. Good times. <laughs> you know what? I love Sisbot. <laughs> oh man, we should make that our next intro music. After you know, so Jathan goes into like, uh, another channel that's notorious for you know oh not allowing the, the f word, and he spams. It's an Ubuntu channel. It's an Ubuntu local yeah. channel, and they've got a like a crazy restrictive cock code of cock. Conduct, right? That's what she said. <laughs> I, I always I was sure, called sure, a cock because sure. it's it's we you know, know what you're thinking about a bunch of cockbiters. Yeah. <laughs> Jathan severely we'll just put it this way he severely violated some understood rules of the channel by total accident and he didn't do it once he, he did it like four cock. times in a row he that because cock. he didn't see it being sent to yep. the channel oh my gosh yes. so good yep. before we close out um, I'd like to introduce a new segment where we're uh, we're still trying to think of a really like, like a really good name a name we really like or it's Sis Misadministration Kind of present an honorary award. There's no actual award. You know, you don't get a, a, a trophy or anything, but you're in our hearts. For our fallen comrades in the system administration and systems engineering field, we'll post a link to the original source, of course. <laughs> poor soul. Uh, by the name of Marco Marcella. Our hat's off to you, sir. May you rest in peace. <laughs> he moved to another country might have, by now. Might have killed his company. It, it's a it's a server fault question. Oh no! Uh, for those not aware, server faults basically stack overflow for sysadmins. Uh, so it's a server fault question saying, "I run a small hosting provider with more or less one thousand five hundred and thirty five customers, and I use Ansible to automate some operations to be run on oh. all servers." I'm reading this full text, oh, no. by the way. Last night I accidentally ran on all servers a bash script with it with a rm dash rf oh. foo slash bar. Oh no! With those variables undefined oh. due to a bug in the code above this line. And here's a hint, Marco. You forgot the dollar oh, no. signs. All servers got deleted. Oh, no. <laughs> and the offsite backups, too, because the remote storage was mounted oh, just before the same script. <laughs> that is a backup maintenance script. How can I recover from rm-rf slash now in a clean <laughs> manner? Uh, Marco. Start writing your resume. 
I don't know what you to know, tell wait, you, Wait, there's one thing that makes this way better, though. What's that? Someone suggested that he take one of the drives and create an image from it with DD so that he could run... Right. Um, what is it called? Test disk to try to recover the files. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Which is a great piece makes of software, this... by the way, and, and does right. work well. And it's, a, it's actually a pretty good suggestion, yeah. right? So this person makes a suggestion, and the original poster comes back and replies to that and says... I swapped IF and OF while doing DD. What to do now? (laughs) So not only did he wipe out everything, but he ruined his chance at data recovery. Marco, this one's for you. Best of luck in your future endeavors, and may you have learned from your mistake. Yeah, I I don't... No offense to Marco, but I, I don't really don't see that happening. I mean, he needs to have a mentor somewhere, you know, to really uh, give him a good idea of what not to do. I, <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. It's like the Darwin Awards for Sissimans. I, I like this. I really do, because there are some people yeah. who completely fuck up. And I, I would yeah. be eligible for this back in the day, mm-hmm. you know. Look, the reason we do this is that so you can learn from other people's mistakes. Sure. This isn't particularly to poke fun at Marco. Marco, if you're, li- I doubt you are, but if you are listening, <laughs> it, damn it, or one listener, <laughs> <laughs> Marco, no, 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 Marco, buddy, like we've all been there, we've all made big fuck ups. Our current contest actually is to, you know, submit for people to submit their worst mistakes. You could win it's the contest, Marco. As humans, you could, y- you could. <laughs> he would hands down fucking win. That's Marco. If you're listening and you send it in, that's... I promise you win. That's worth a hoodie, <laughs> at least. I will buy it for you myself, Marco. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. Look, like we're not trying to make fun of you, Marco. And f- for anybody who in the future might be featured in the segment, we're not trying to make fun of you. I want to make that perfectly clear. We've all made really oh, stupid mistakes. Man. I made one just this past weekend. Uh, but that aside. You know, everybody makes mistakes. It's human to make mistakes. It's how it's the best way we know how to learn. Yeah. But at the same time, we need to share these mistakes so other people learn from them. So, Marco, buddy, I feel your pain. I hope you learned from it. But hats off to you, sir. I'm saluting you right now. You can't see it because we're an audio-only podcast, the way podcasts should be. Gosh darn it! I, I don't know if I could handle a video podcast. I'd have to I'd have to laugh no. at Jaytan every chance I get. I don't. I, <laughs> I I feel like our special streams on Twitch are about as yeah. much as I can handle. Yeah. Yeah, Marco, buddy. Good luck. Uh, hope. I hope things worked out. Question mark. I don't know what your what service business you're in, <laughs> if, but. If we, can, if we right can uh, somehow reach out to Marco <laughs> and maybe get him in for a couple of questions, we'd love to talk to you, you know, just, uh, just yeah. to, you know, get a, get a, yeah. an update on the situation. Sure. Are you still employed? You know, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. He owns the business oh. or maybe, oh, no, probably I don't not think anymore. That I don't think he said that. I, he just said, I run. Yeah. I run a small hosting provider. That implies he owns the I, business. I get, I get yeah, okay. out of that, too. Or yeah. owns. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, anyways. Whatever. Um, yeah, so. We'd love to talk to you, Mark. I, I, yeah, so here's here's to you for kicking off this segment. Everybody likes a little bit schadenfreude. It's human nature. It's okay. I'm sure you've left at other people making mistakes, too. So, you know, everybody makes mistakes. You got to learn to laugh at yourself. You know, it, it's, it's a part of the business. It's part of it's how we learn. So, that being said, this has been Sysadmins Trivia. This is Brent. I'm Jonathan. I'm Hayden. See you around. I got my nose to the grindstone every day. I've been fighting so hard, I got my face away. Leave blood on the floor wherever I go. And if I can't, I'll be fine. Oh, my God.
teeth out and I was born on it in my mom's vagina. And we have our Easter apologize. <laughs> There you go. Did you record that? Oh, yeah. Please tell me you got that. Oh, yes. Yes! <laughs> Beautiful. I cannot wait. That's going to be gorgeous. Oh, glorious. Five. Four. four three. three two, two. One. one. Welcome back to System Minutes Trivia, the podcast where we talk about breakfast and are bored when we shoot from our mother's <laughs> Wait, guys, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna see if I can do this straight. We're gonna have to start over. We gotta start. <laughs> I'm peeking hard with this. Holy shit, dude. Oh, God. Welcome back to System Minutes Trivia, a podcast where we talk about breakfast and are born. Who was that? Who was that? It was Peyton. It was not. Fuck. Guys, we got this. We got this. I'm gonna fucking mute y'all while I do this, okay? Five. Four, three, two, one. Welcome back to System Minutes Trivia, the podcast where we talk about breakfast and our born when we shoot from our mother's vagina. <laughs> this is Brad. I do what you wanted to say. Where we talk about breakfast and born from when we shoot out of our mother's vaginas. <laughs> Yeah, I had to. I had to look at my other monitor. To, oh fuck! Oh All my right. god, dude! Seriously, what right. the hell? Gosh right. darn it! Damn, this is gonna be difficult, isn't it? <laughs> you fuckers! Gosh, second, gosh, second, darn it! Oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, save it, save it, save it, save it, save it. I'm muting y'all. All right, count along with me. Hit record when you would. I'll, I'll. I'm recording this whole thing. Yeah, me too. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, Aaron. That's going to be a lot of a lot of shit to try. <coughs> Don't worry. Wait, I got about four minutes or so of recording, then he can he can work through it. <laughs>